Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I am joined by ex-zombie, also known as Katherine Larkin. She is an author and illustrator of the Wizards of the Apocalypse series. Growing up in Washington State, she spent her free time voraciously reading, drawing, and playing piano. She began writing the first book in the series during her junior year of high school. She likes to visit her friends, play with her dog, Ramses, listen to music, and travel. So, Catherine, Welcome. Is there anything else you want to add to your little bio there? <laughs> nope, you covered it. All right, perfect. I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to finally meet you face to face. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, tell us about your books, the Wizards of the Apocalypse series. Tell us a little bit about that. So they are, I love post-apocalyptic things, you know, The Walking Dead, Z Nation, Resident Evil, but I also love, you know, fantasy things like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter stuff like that. So I was like, what would happen if you combine them? Yeah. In that kind of vibe, you know, magic, but give it zombies, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot you can do with zombies. It adds that oh, extra yeah. level of something to it. <laughs> cool. So you have your second book, right? Is coming out? Um, is out? I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hoping to release it in August. <laughs> Okay, so it should be, so it'll be out when this episode comes out or shortly after. <laughs> there we yes. go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And you're working on the third book, right? Yes. Yeah, so that, I kind of put that on the wayside while I work on the second book, but I hope to have, I try to release one book a year. Okay. So that's kind of my goal. Is this series just going to be the three books or you have like more coming out in this series? I'm hope I'm probably five or six. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I always have trouble with like long series, like for myself writing, because I feel like it's hard to tie together that many Mm -hmm. books. So good for you. (laughs) That's awesome that you're able to do that. (laughs) I get to like the second or third book and I'm like, well, I lost the main plot. So (laughs) oh, that's okay. (laughs) So what originally got you into writing and drawing for that matter, since you do all your drawing too? Uh, Okay, so I started drawing when I was easily five. And I just honestly just love drawing. It's really therapeutic for me and just creating characters, letting my imagination run wild. I have so many sketchbooks just piled up full of old drawings. Nice. And they're so full. (laughs) Just little doodles and just random stuff. You should make like a Patreon or something and be like... See my old work. <laughs> and just put I just all your sketches. Honestly, <laughs> I have a sketchbook next to me right now, and my old work's really bad. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> and then, yeah, what about writing? Did you also start writing when you were like a kid? Um, okay, I actually did. So I would write short little stories to go with these drawings, but I wanted to oh, be a veterinarian, cool. like for animals. Nice. But then when I got to maybe elem- not like late elementary school, early middle school, I started reading a lot more books. And I was like, you know, I want to be an author. I, I don't want to. Like, I like animals, but I just I can't do all the math either. You know, <laughs> yeah, math yeah. is certainly not my strong point. Yeah. Okay. So and your books are um, 
our young adult, right? Or new adult or what oh, are they? No, middle grade. Middle grade. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so what made you want to write um, middle grade? I just, I like, re- I like, I like reading middle grade books. I have a whole shelf of them just all around me. And I don't, I like YA books and I like new adult, but I'm not a big fan of like the romance thrown in. I'm not a romance person, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. Same. Me neither. <laughs> so especially I'm not a big spice fan either. Like I right. will literally read a book and I'm like, okay, does this have spice in it? I hope not. <laughs> yes. I recently learned that like spice was a like marketing, like you could have no spice as like a literal marketing point because, mm-hmm. and I just didn't realize that. I, I, I don't think people cared that much. And then like, as I've like learned more about everything, I'm like, wow, everybody's like all about the spice or they're like very not about the spice. So it's like, you got to pick what side you're on kind of thing. It's like you either love it or you hate it. It's, yeah. there's, I've never found an in-between. That's why I chose middle grade because I it's got good adventures and stuff, but you don't have, there's no pressure to have spice romance. Yeah. I think young adult these days is like teetering on the edge. Yeah. of Like a lot of explicit content. And I'm like, is this really young adult? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, No, I know. I've, I've read books that were marketed as young adult and then they're like pretty spicy. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) I know. Me too. I'm on the same page with that. (laughs) It's crazy to me. So let's start with your first book. What has like the writing slash publishing process for that looked like? And then we'll talk about maybe like the differences for how your second book is going. So the first book was very rocky. I I was all pretty much all learning on my own. I watch a lot of YouTube, Instagram, TikToks, and just learning. And what was, I don't know if you saw this, but I did, I was going to publish last year on Halloween but I messed up on the publishing on Amazon because apparently I tried to fix it. But if you try to fix it, Amazon will like ban you from publish from pre-orders. Oh. oh, interesting. I don't think they used to do that. I think that's a new thing I saw. Oh, what were you trying to fix? Like re-upload? Like what did you try to fix? I was trying to get it to publish a bit like on Halloween, but I accidentally, when I was setting it up, I accidentally set it to September. It's hard to explain. I'd have to like show you. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's hard to pick a specific day to mm-hmm. like publish on Amazon because like it's like oh you have to publish it like and then give it like up to 72 hours to like actually show up. So it's like you want to publish it before the day that you actually want it out, but then it's like releasing like it's very I feel like it's hard to like time it for a specific day when you're publishing on Amazon. I don't know if you think that. No, it, it's very, I learned that and we'll be fixing that going into this next one. Are you publishing on KDP or are you doing like Ingram Spark and then going oh, to, you know, that goes KDP. Amazon? You are, I'm okay. doing KDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, me too. I haven't figured out Ingram yet. <laughs> I hear it's, I, I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> I know. I hear it's good though because then you can distribute to more people, but I'm like, mm, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, and no, I've, I think it's good, but it's also, you know, I don't think it's required. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, no. I've seen authors. There are a few authors I follow who have only KDP, and they're doing great. Oh, okay. There you go. Perfect. Um, so anyway, back to your book, <laughs> now that I took us off track. So besides that, <laughs> so like how long did it take you to like write it versus editing it for the first book? Okay, so I started writing it in 2017. So junior high, I was junior or junior. I was a junior, not junior high. (laughs) And on top of all the homework I had to do, I would try and find time to write. Like after I finished all my homework and all my school projects, 
And then I in I was I wanted to publish in 2020, but of course COVID happened. Yeah. So I didn't get around to like getting an editor and everything until 2022. Okay. Yeah. That pandemic. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Um, and then how has your second book been? Did it take you less time to write, more time to write? How has that process been? It took less time to write because I had a better idea of what I was doing. Yeah. And I was able to like get a hold of my editor sooner and everything. So Nice. And you used the same editor for both books, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people say that about their first book. They like you know, wrote it for a long time and then like kind of, you know, sat there until they were like, I'm ready to publish. So it takes a long time for the first book. I feel like a lot of people have been saying that. Oh, totally. <laughs> Which is the same for me. I mean, I literally took years to write my first book. <laughs> so. Oh, no, that's the, that's the way it works. And I'm glad it's out. Uh, right. So what uh, message or type of character is important to you to portray in your books? Oh, friendship. 100%. There has nice. to be friendship. I think friendship honestly tops romance because romance to me is very finicky. You can either fall out of love, you can fall in love. And it's like, there are people that have like multiple partners and stuff. And it's just, but the thing is with friends, it's relatable because you you always need friends. Yeah, for sure. It just makes things, it just makes life better to have friends. So all my books are always going to have friends, you know, just like that close band of friends. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole, uh, like, found family thing? Oh, I love it. I yeah. love found family. It's the best. I know. Me too. I feel like it's better than having a real family, honestly. <laughs> like, it like, is. Story-wise. Like, a lot of my, a lot of my friends I consider closer than my actual family. At some yeah. point, like, a lot of my family lives down in California, so I don't see them that often. So it's yeah. kind of like, I've made friends with people around my my state. Okay, perfect. Um, so what has been your biggest challenge through this whole publishing process since you started? Probably marketing. Oh my God, yes. I hate marketing. It's like the bane of my existence. I hate marketing. <laughs> I like marketing because I draw all my own and design my own marketing stuff. That's true. But it's hard because like I've been trying to get into a lot of stores in my local area, you know, doing book yeah. signings. A vendor event that I did last year isn't doing it again this year, so that's a bummer. Uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> so I'll have to find a new one, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I know. I feel like I, I just started like looking into events, and it's so hard to get into some events because I feel like they book out so far in advance. Like you have to sign up for them like a year or more in advance. Otherwise, they're like, oh, like we're full or whatever. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I didn't even know about this, so... Yeah, like when you started talking about the Imaginarium, is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it looks so cool. And then I found out it was sold out. <laughs> yeah, like it's so crazy. Everything like sells out. But I think they're doing, they're like booking for next year, like now. Oh, <laughs> is it still in DC? Yeah, I think Imaginarium is still in DC. Oh, darn. I, I live all the way in Washington. So that's. Well, there was that one I told you about. You should check them out. The books, gowns, and crap. No, no, the books. Grounds and Crowns one that's in Seattle. Oh, yeah, right. That's yeah. only five hours from me, so. Yeah, you should check them out. I was going to go to them this year, but they were in, I'm in New Jersey and they were in Florida. So it was like kind of far for me and I just couldn't get it to work out. So I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> I felt bad, but, you know, switching. But I luckily was able, Imaginarium had a spot open. So I was able to like get into that one, which is a lot closer to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard because there. I wish there was more events in like every state. Like they should make more, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I agree. No, they should make one in, like all 50, 50 states. Yeah, just have like a yearly one for that state or something. That'd exactly. 
you know, cover all 50. <laughs> yeah. There's enough readers in the world. They can get attendance up. It's fine. Of course. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. But marketing. So what else, what else do you do for marketing? So you have like your Instagram and like you go to events and like, mm-hmm. I just started a newsletter. So you have a newsletter, right? Yep. I just, I think I subscribed to yours. Let me know if it didn't go through. I think it did. I think I saw it. But yeah, okay. I, I used your, I actually used your newsletter as like the inspiration for how to do a newsletter. <laughs> Yes, like, that's so sweet. And I was like, hers is so good. I'm going to just see how she did it. And then I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, I use inspiration from other authors. So it's kind of like. I looked at a couple and then yours was like the one that was closest to like my style. So I was like. Oh, perfect. Like, again, why we work as critique partners. <laughs> I know. Like, what has surprised you most, either like in a good way or a bad way in learning everything about writing and publishing? Hmm. Okay, so I think what surprised me the most was I was originally going to be traditionally published. You know, I was looking for like a house. But then I found out that, you know, they do control a lot of your book. It's a contract. Yeah. And I don't like being controlled. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. And I know some people, you know, they don't mind it as much. Maybe they're like, oh, that's okay. I'll be fine letting them control my book and they'll market for me. But the truth is they don't really market for you. You still have to do a bulk of the marketing. So, and your royalties are lower and it's just, I didn't want to do that. So I think that was the biggest shock to me. I didn't, I thought so many things about the traditional publishing road that I was not expecting. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm self-publishing. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah, I agree. I also started out the same way. And I, w- I would like queried my first book um, for like a while. And then I was just like not really, you know, hearing anything, which I learned later. Like I was querying it like 2021. 20, like it was basically still kind of during the pandemic, which was like the worst time to like mm. get anybody's <laughs> attention <laughs> as far as publishing goes. But um, yeah, so and it didn't really crowd. And then I like did more research. And like you said, I was like I they're gonna like you're basically just selling the baseline story to a publishing house and they kind of can change whatever they want about it kind of and I was like I don't if I put all this work into it I want somebody else to be like oh you need to change this character or change this plot you know what I mean I'm like what's the what's the point of that like it's not my book anymore if you're changing it so yeah exactly I that's again I hate I hate that like feeling of being boxed in yeah me too everything's susceptible to change with them I also was uh, didn't realize about the marketing thing too I was like oh if you have like originally when I was first deciding what I wanted to publish like I was like well traditional publishing is like basically the way because I don't have a following so like nobody's gonna know about my book but then I was researching it and people were like yeah a lot of the times to big publishing houses they don't advertise that much or they're not putting as much time into it so it's like it doesn't even matter if you have a big publishing house backing you because people can still not know you if you don't have the following or don't have anybody to market to so it's like the same thing so i was like why would i do all this stuff and give away all the creative control to have literally the same being in the same spot that i am now like yeah exactly why why would you give that up you know yeah so yeah it's definitely a whirlwind when you research all of the stuff about publishing and design it's like way more info than i ever knew it was in the whole like in the field you know oh totally all right so how have you dealt with things like imposter syndrome or like comparing yourself to other books that you're reading or that kind of stuff mm, okay so that's a hard one because i am a very introverted person and same <laughs> in high school you know I had good friends but you know I've 
was bullied a lot and, you know, just things like that. So yeah, my confidence was pretty low. But I think what helps is, you know, just don't compare yourself. I mean, it's easier said than done. But there's never going to be a perfect book. There's never going to be a perfect piece of art or anything. And also it's subject. Not everyone's going to like your book. And that's okay. I mean, you don't you're not writing your book, you're writing it for a specific audience. You're not writing it to please everybody. You know, yeah, that's true. I think that helps a lot, you know, just know that you have your own audience and you just focus on them. Don't try and please everybody because you're not going to please everybody. And that's just life. <laughs> I know. That's why it, sometimes like when my coworkers are like find out that I, because I don't like to advertise at my like regular day-to-day job that I like am a writer. And so like recently I watched my coworkers were like, oh my God, I heard that you like were a writer or whatever. And then they're like, what's your book about? And I'm like, listen, it's you're not really my target audience. <laughs> I'll tell know, you what yeah. it's about. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna like it like are you into fantasy like because I'm in a very like science field for my regular job so I'm like most people aren't really into fantasy (laughs) in my job so sometimes I'm like yeah don't yeah yeah you can buy it if you want but you don't have to (laughs) oh yeah I totally get that (laughs) yeah I have to remind myself all the time that like not everybody is gonna like my book (laughs) because it's you know it's a hard truth (laughs) it is but I think it kind of helps in a way too. just like it takes that stress away. Like, oh, I don't have to please them because they're not my audience. So it's it's a win and lose. You, it's hard, yeah. but it's also refreshing and it helps. Yeah. There's like a fine line between like, I want to get more readers and it doesn't really help to market to people that aren't interested in yeah, exactly. that genre. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right. So what keeps you going on? Like if you get say a bad review or if your sales are low or like what kind of keeps you going when it's like not so fun? to be a writer (laughs) I think it also again helps that you know my book's not for everybody and you know it's their prerogative if they don't you know if they don't like my book that's fine that's okay there are a lot of books that I don't like yeah the only problem I've never I haven't gotten a bad review yet but I am mentally preparing myself for when I do yeah and I think as long as it's not just mean for the sake of being mean because I know there are some reviewers who just do it to be mean. Yeah. And they're just pretty vehement about it. But as long as you're not being mean and you actually have points to why you don't like my book, that's okay. That's your opinion and you can't have it. You can have it. Yeah, what kills me is when... Like, I like constructive criticism. So, like, mm-hmm. anybody... Like, I always say, like, whoever reads my book, I'm like... Or, like, my, you know, like, my friends, if they're, like, excited about it, I'm like, tell me what you think. Like, honestly. Like, tell me what yeah, you exactly. thought. Like, I want to learn and grow as a writer. Yeah, but same. It kills, yeah. yeah, but it kills me when, like... I had, like, one person put, like, a review, but they didn't put any comments. It was just, like, like two stars, mm-hmm. no comments. And I'm like, but I want to know, like, why? Like, it, I like tell me what your opinion is so that I can, like, maybe grow from it instead of just being, like, it's not good and, like, calling it a day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'd rather hear the comment, like, see the comment than just put, yeah, have somebody put, like, low stars and just that's it. No, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't help. Like, that's fine. It's your opinion. You didn't like it. But, like, kind of want you to tell me why. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, how can I improve on the second book or future? Right, exactly. So I don't know. That's the only thing that kills me. I don't care about the written reviews. Somebody said they don't even read their reviews, which I feel like is good. But also, I'm just, I would be too curious. No, same. I'm curiosity killed the cat. That's me. <laughs> I would have, anytime I see any like reviews, I'm like, I have to read it. I have to know what they said. I know. I haven't been getting many reviews lately. I've been trying to like get more reviews because that's another thing. It's hard to get reviews. 
Yes. Oh my God. And I, I understand it in a way because I forget. I'll forget. Yeah. And I understand that. I actually get that. I forget to put reviews sometimes. Like I sometimes have to actually make a note to leave a review. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only reviews I have on my book is like the arc readers that I sent it to ahead of time and was like, mm-hmm. read it, like review it. <laughs> oh, same. But I don't have any, I don't think I have like any people that just read it and reviewed. I think they're like all arc reader reviews. So I don't even know how to get regular people that are reading it to review. I just like keep posting about it every once in a while, like once every few weeks or something, I'll find a post on Instagram that says how to help an author review their book and I'll post it on my story. Uh, yeah, like a little reminder. Review my book, yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a little once in a while thing, you know, like I don't shove it down people's throat, obviously, but it's like, yeah. just, hey, if you liked it and you want to read it or if you didn't like it and you read it, let me know. Give me a review. Yeah. I feel like it's hard with um, a series too, because like I'm publishing the second book in the series. So I had a lot of like, the arc readers that did the first one, I like reached out to them and was like, Hey, can you, you know, would you be interested in reading the second book and doing a review? But it's like, beyond that, I feel like it's hard to advertise for people to buy a second book or review a second book. Mm-hmm. If, unless, unless you already know they read the first book. Like, I don't know who read the first book. So yeah, I feel exactly. like it's hard to market like a second book in a series. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I don't know what the best way to do that. How are you going to market your, cause yours is a second book. How are you mm-hmm. doing it? <laughs> kind of just like post quotes from it. Yeah, I do that too, yeah. And eventually when it is out, I will market them together. Okay, yeah, that's true. I feel like it'd be easier to market too when the whole series is done. Because then you could just be like, here's the completed series, (laughs) like, by these. (laughs) It's hard in the middle, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you um, sell books, like, on your own, or do you just have them all go through Amazon? Uh, Mostly through Amazon, unless it's in person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm debating like if I should be selling because I want to like do like a package deal mm-hmm. for, you know what I mean? For the one and two, yes. but you can't really do that on Amazon, right? You have to, mm-hmm. so you'd have to like sell it on your own, but I don't know. I feel like that's a lot to do. <laughs> it's for me, it's the shipping. Shipping's expensive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. Mm-hmm. The struggles. <laughs> I know. The struggles. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your end goal with writing? So you said this series is going to be like, what did you say, five or six books, right? Mm-hmm. So like, do you have like another series that you've been thinking about for after it? Or like, what's kind of your goal with your writing? So I actually do have another series. It's kind of a, like a sequel, sequel, sequel to the, to the, series. the series. So cool. it's kind of like after the apocalypse and things are healing. Okay. It's kind of like, it's not, it's over, but it's not really over. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's over. May The characters in this series are gone, and they're, like, everything's peaceful. But oh, it's, like, new trauma, new things. Oh, so it's, like, new characters, like, a new whole set of mm-hmm. people that you're following? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it's, fun. It's intertwined, though. It's the same world. Okay. And, like, the events of the first series will be referenced. Got it. Got it. Got it. Then I have a prequel I'm kind of playing around with. So, like, nice. what happens before this before all the events like what leads up to the apocalypse and how the events oh, of nice. that go on kind of you know it's going to include how the virus got out and how the world kind of fell yeah to all the zombies and all of that and it, that's also going to have its own character okay that sounds fun so like do you envision yourself writing in a different world or you think this is like the world that you want to write in the one that you have now by a different world in a way so it will be 
you know, of course, changing characters, but I definitely plan to stay in a fantasy world. I don't really plan to write sci-fi or contemporary or, and I plan to stay in the middle grade genre. I'm not against writing out of that. It's just, again, the pressure with Spice and- I know. I swear if I were to write a, like a new adult or young adult, to be like, where's the Spice? Where is it? And I would say, sorry. (laughs) I know. There's a, um, I forget what her name is. There was somebody who has like a website for like, like no slash low spice like books. And I think it's a lot of fantasy. She has like a whole thing dedicated to it. I know her. Right? I can't think, I can't think of who it is right now. Oh, I think it's Brittany Wang. Is that her name? Ooh, I think so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, I, if I'm gonna read romance, it has to be no spice at all. Yeah, me too. If there's even a little bit of spice, I will flip the page. <laughs> I won't read it. Me too. Yeah, I, I would skip the entire thing. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, so there's definitely a market out there for it, though. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm glad because, again, I'm not a romance reader really that much. But if I'm going to read romance, no spice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in it for the plot, like with anything. With any, like, shows I watch, movies, video mm-hmm. games. Like, I want the plot. So, like, sometimes yeah. when there's, like... I don't like all the extra stuff, like, you know, like the fluffy romance scenes and stuff. Like, I just don't care. No, I <laughs> What's the plot? <laughs> no, I skip them. Like, in shows, I'll, I'll skip them or I'll me zone too. out. Yeah, right. Or I'll be on my phone. I'll be like... Another thing that bothers me is when the romance takes over the plot. I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. Like, when it's all like, oh, they're in a fight now. I don't care. Like, go back to the regular plot. <laughs> I know. Just... Mm. I know. I know. I could rant forever on it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Same. All right. So let's um, go into our little mini rapid fire round. So just the first thing that you kind of think of. So what is your day job if you have one? So my day job is I don't really have one right now per se, but I am working with some designers and I do design logos for, oh, the, cool. for these people, I met them at a restaurant and they're like, oh, do you draw? Because I, I was had my sketchbook at the table and like, do you, they're like, do you draw? And I was like, yes. And then we started chatting and they're like, oh, we're starting our own design company. Would you want to be our designer? So, wow, that's really cool. They're just kind of getting off the ground. So I, I wouldn't call it an official job, but like if they get really big, then I could make money from. Yeah, that's drawing. what I'm saying. Yeah. Startups can be really profitable for sure literally just drawing that's awesome good for you <laughs> they say do what you love and then you'll never work a day in your life so exactly. you're there <laughs> all right so uh what hobbies do you have besides reading and writing and drawing in your case <laughs> i like i like playing piano mm-hmm. mostly modern songs you know like taylor swift miley cyrus lady gaga i do play classical stuff sometimes but mostly i'm more into the modern nice i'm jealous i always wanted to play piano Ever since I was a kid. (laughs) I never did. It's so fun. (laughs) Okay, so what is one of your favorite books that you've read? Oh, gosh. This year or in my life? Ever. Whatever you want to say. Whatever comes to your mind. Oh, gosh. Okay, I knew that was going to be a hard one. I know. (laughs) There's so many to choose right now. My favorite book I've read this year is Mm -hmm. probably Mysteries of Cove, The Fires of Invention. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna check that out for sure. So what is your favorite time of day to write? That changes. So recently, it's been at night. Okay. Okay. So what music do you listen to when you're writing? So I actually have playlists for my characters. But my go to's are either Taylor Swift or New Year's Day, which is a band I really like. 
Oh, cool. Kind of okay. a more, they're not, I wouldn't say metal, but they are more alternative kind of punk. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So what is your biggest pet peeve or trope that you hate seeing in books that you're reading? Oh my gosh. Either the love triangles or the insta love. <sighs> yeah. I don't, oh my okay, gosh. I'm sorry. Insta love is just, it takes me personally a long time to like make friends or like build that trust and everything. It takes a while. So it's like yeah. how with love, how would that be fast? Yeah, I like things to be, even though it's a fantasy, like a lot of books are in a fantasy, I still want them to be on some degree realistic. You know what oh, I mean? Totally. <laughs> so what is a trope or theme that you want to write that you haven't written yet? Okay, so I haven't written fr- um, enemies to friends, and okay. that's actually gonna happen in my later series. Oh, nice. So it's going to be these two characters. One is a zombie and the other one is a zombie like hunter. Oh, cool. And then they become friends. You know, they learn their differences and they're like, oh, you know, we can be friends. So they become friends. Oh, that sounds fun. I like that. All right. So that is our little rapid fire round. Let's go back to some regular wrap up questions here. What advice would you give to somebody who is just starting out as an indie author or just interested in publishing? I'd say it's a mix between have a lot of fun with it. Be don't be afraid to make mistakes. They all happen to the best of us. Well, and also just a lot of research. Research is key. You know, that's again, if I didn't research, I would probably still be trying to query. Oh my God. Yes, me too. <laughs> I do feel like it's possible to over research though. They call, I think, is there like a term for it? It's like information paralysis or something. I don't know where you can like get so much information and keep researching that you like never end up doing anything. Oh yeah. No, it's a balance. You yeah. definitely don't want to over research and overthink <laughs> and inundate yeah. yourself with too much research. I mean, there's certainly a balance. Yeah, I also feel like you're never going to actually be, you're never going to know all of the information that there is to know until you like start doing it because you're going to come across something that you're like, oh, I didn't know about that. And then you have to, that's where I'm at every day. I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Same. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to do it anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. So we kind of talked about this already, but what projects do you have coming up okay so aside from books two and three i'll definitely start book four and like i say i've been dabbling in the prequel in the prequel and then the like series later i think you've i don't know if you've seen it uh dragon alchemist that's just the project oh. i'm calling it right now but oh, I, cool. i'm thinking of a real a full name nice and then for the prequel i'm kind of just i don't really have an like even project name for that yet project prequel <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm kind of thinking either between Project Outbreak, you know, that's like the beginning of the whole apocalypse, or Project Patient Zero, you know, like the first person to get the zombie virus and how it spreads and how it crumbles society and like it affects the magic and everything and the dragons like all of that stuff exists but the apocalypse changed it you know right. to where... and there'll also be other things like you know how the wizards began and you know yeah that'd be cool i love prequels i'm writing a prequel right now so oh, I wonderful understand. i understand the prequel life <laughs> Well, it's fun. <laughs> okay, so last thing is where can we find you? Are you going to be doing any events? What's your social media? Tell the world how to get in touch with you. 
<laughs> so all my social media is under author X zombie, my TikTok, my Facebook, Instagram, my website is authorxzombie.com. So they're all under the same name. I'm most active on Instagram though, and TikTok. So I mean, yes, definitely reach me at Facebook. I do check that still. Instagram and is easily my most, I'm most frequent there. What made you choose to do a um, pen name instead of your real name for your authoring? I think that I just like it. You know, I think it suits the books I write more. And I have seen there, there are a lot of other authors who have used, you know, just like an initial and then like a, a random last name. Yeah. Especially with, you know, YouTubers. I like that. I, I've always liked the idea of a pen name because it's it adds a little bit of anonym being anonymous, but also it's just like a brand in a way, too. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> oh, no. It, I totally get it. I, I'm always honestly prepared for questions like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have. So thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun to talk to you. It was so fun to like finally meet you in person. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at Behind the Writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time.